Hi, this is Jim Hannes of Inside Out Youth Ministries at Christ Temple Church. Join us as we talk about the kingdom of God and specifically what Romans tells us it is. It's righteousness, peace, and joy. We'll discover some practical ways of releasing the kingdom to other people. This comes from our August the 23rd service. God bless you guys. How many remembers from last week the scripture we read or Harrison read? It was in Luke. <laughs> Luke 16. 24, no. Start doing this. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 16, 16. You weren't here. I'll give you that. So this is a scripture we talked about. Who wants to read it? Who wants to read? Chad, you want to read? The law and the prophets were until John. Since then, the good news of the kingdom of God is preached, and everyone forces his way into it. Just to kind of recap from last week, we're talking about the kingdom of God. And up until the time of John, the law and the prophets was preached. And after that time, the kingdom of God was preached. The law and the prophets represent something that's yet to come. Are we still looking for something to come or have it, we understand that it's already come and we're supposed to move forward with it? Amen? All right, next scripture, Izzy. Somebody read this one. Who wants to read this? Glenn. Mary Beth wants to read? All right. I'm going to give her a microphone. Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So what is the kingdom of God? It's righteousness, it's peace, and it's joy in the Holy Ghost. Where's the kingdom of God at? It's in you. It lives inside of you. It resides there. You walk with Christ in the kingdom every day that you take a step. But what is righteousness? Who wants to tackle that? What's righteousness? What do you think, Amari? The character of Jesus? Okay. Right standing with God? Who else? Sam? Right standing? All right. Brandon, Mr. Duckman, what do you think? If you weren't here last week, I asked people what was the last thing you sent on social media, and Brandon told me it was a duck. <laughs> quack, quack. What do you think? Okay. Perfect. That's fine. All the answers I've been given so far are right. All right? What do you think peace is? Corinna, what do you think peace is? Calm? Okay. Miles? Having confidence? Bella? 
filled with hope. Greg, what do you think it is? Calm in your spirit? Jay Wild, what do you think it is? Comfort? All right. Arabella, what do you think? At ease? Is that what you said? Very good, yeah. All right. What's joy? An attitude. Yeah. Who, want, who wants to go after Mary Beth just to answer that? Anybody? <laughs> it's an attitude. Joy is, yeah. It really is. How can we practically release the kingdom of God? How can we practically release the kingdom of God? Anybody know? Love. Doing things to bring hope to people. Yeah. I'm going to give you a, an example of what righteousness is. Everybody's saying, you brought Harrison up for this? <clears throat> yeah, I did. Here's a simple illustration of righteousness and how we can release it into the king or release the kingdom of God into people into schools into neighborhoods whatever the case may be it's this you see something that's wrong and you do something to make it right how many years were you bullied in school just tell me how many years Four or five years he was bullied in school. Is that right or is that wrong? What would have happened if someone would have stood up and said, that's wrong and we need to make it right? What do you think would have happened? Anybody? You would have released righteousness because Jesus was about justice, wasn't he? Amen? You would have released righteousness, which is the thing between God and man. But then you would have also released between the two of you peace and joy. Peace and joy. Peace and joy, guys. Simple righteousness. Releasing the kingdom. It's doing the things that are right when you see something wrong. How many of you have seen one of these signs? I'm going to show you in just a second. And somebody standing at a corner or something. If, if you've seen it, raise your hand. You, pretty much everybody in here. Let me ask you a question. Is it right for us to pass somebody who says, I'm hungry, when we have the capabilities of making it right and releasing peace and joy to them? And I know what we say in our mind, because I've been like this, and I'm being very transparent and honest with you. Well, they're just trying to get money. That may be the case, but they say, I'm hungry. Jesus said, you fed me. You fed me. And they said, well, when did we feed you? When I was hungry. When you've done it to the least of these, you've done it to me. 
You want to release righteousness to people? You see this, what do you do? Buy them a burger. Buy them something to eat. What happens when you do that? You release peace and joy between you guys. The Bible tells us to seek his righteousness. If we're seeking his righteousness, what do you think he would do in a situation like this? He would give them food. What do you think he would have done in Harris's case, Harrison's case? He'd have stopped the bullying. Yeah, he'd have stepped in. Guys, it's time for us to really begin releasing righteousness, peace, and joy. Amen, Sam? You know, there's a lot of things going on in the world right now. And I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm guilty of this. One of the reasons it's happening is because I haven't released righteousness when I've passed a sign like this. Or I haven't stood up for someone. I posted something on social media last night and, or the other night. I can't remember what night it was, but just something that was laid on my heart. I read the scripture. It says we're called to be ambassadors. But I think the church has done a really bad job. I'm saying about this myself. I'm not pointing fingers. I think the church has done a real bad job of being ambassadors, but we've done a great job of being prosecutors. You know, I've heard people say, you know, the world's going to get darker and darker, but the church is going to get brighter and brighter. That's wrong, guys. The world should not be getting darker and darker because we're called the light of the world. And if we're hiding in our church buildings and not out there where the people need God and his kingdom, something's wrong. And when you guys get ready to go back to school, instead of conforming to the cussing and everything else that goes on inside the buildings, come on, I was a teenager once myself. Yeah. Why don't you walk and release the kingdom? so that someone can have some peace and joy in their life. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. It's righteousness. It's peace and it's joy. Amen? Solution. We must understand that the kingdom of God is within us to produce change in the sphere of our world. We must understand the kingdom of God is within us to produce change in the sphere of our world. Wherever you're at, that's your world. We, <clears throat> we've got these uh, young guys in our neighborhood who ride four-wheelers, and they ride them on the road. And, you know, we've got some young kids now, and it's our family that lives in the, the neighborhood. And it was one day I was 
you know, just kind of like, God, would you please, please stop these young men from riding these bikes up and down this street like this. They're crazy. They need you. They're probably drinking and everything else and carrying on. I said, would you help them? And he said, not until you get a better attitude because you're the one I placed in that area to do it. And instead of me judging them, I should be releasing righteousness. Hey guys, I know you love these things. Just slow down a little bit. And what that does, it would have released peace and joy between us. One guy, his name's Spencer, and Spencer, you'd have to know Spencer. Uh, he would probably look at me after I said that and say, "Why you're not going to get mad at me? He already has in his mind probably what the response was going to be. But when we understand we carry the kingdom of God, we can change the sphere of our world, of our influence. Yesterday morning when I woke up, I said, God, let it rain today. I know you guys who didn't want a rainy Saturday, I'm sorry. But I asked God, I said, would you let it rain today? I just want to go sit on the front porch, read my Bible, and just enjoy a peaceful rain. You know what he gave me? No, he gave me rain. It rained pretty much all day at our house. And the sun, and the sun was shining. We saw rainbows. It was nice. Sat on the porch most of the day reading, and I loved it. And I was literally transforming my sphere of influence because I began praying for every neighbor up and down our street. God, give me a heart for their soul. Give me a heart for their souls. Let me release righteousness to every one of them so that they can have peace and joy. Instead of being the type of person who's critical, which I have a tendency to be. It's something God's still working on. I said, God, change my heart to see them the way you see them. I don't want to get too ahead in what I'm talking about, but we have to see the people outside of the church as the family of God also because God already died for them. They just haven't received it yet. And when we begin to see people that are lost as family, our hearts will change towards them because we'll do anything for our families. Amen? Amen. I'm done. Short and sweet, right? Cameron, come up here for a minute. <clears throat> this will be Cameron's last Sunday with us. He'll be here Wednesday if 
schedule works out with him. Uh, he'll be sharing Wednesday night. But um, Cameron's getting ready to go to Orlando to Jesus School. If you don't know what that is, Michael Kulianos, uh, his ministry. Amazing, amazing man of God. Um, truly amazing. I can't wait to see what Cameron brings back at some of the breaks. And he brings into this house and begins to release it to us. Uh, he's going to be going to a place that's going to be seeking Jesus 24-7. And I can only imagine what's going to happen. I'm going to have him pray over you. This will be the last time he'll do this for a while. But I want him to pray specifically for uh, impartation tonight, that you guys receive everything that God wants for you. And he can share whatever he wants after I'm done. Or, yeah. Let's pray. Whatever you want to do. You want to preach? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, let's just welcome the Holy Spirit and pray. Yeah, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Your job is to help us see Jesus. You are Jesus on the earth. Holy Spirit, you've come to live inside of us, so we welcome you tonight. We welcome you in this room. We welcome you into our lives. Jesus said, abide in him, because without him we can do nothing, and I believe that's through the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's the only way we can see Jesus rightly. Without the Holy Spirit, we're, we are spiritually dead. There is no, there's no life. John 6 says, the flesh profits nothing, but the Spirit gives life. So, God, we need your Spirit tonight. We need fellowship with your spirit, God, on the earth to see you. If, without your spirit, it's just religion. We're coming here and we're, doing, we're going through all the motions, but when we're alone, we're, we're dead in our sins and we're living a corrupt life. We need you. Jesus, without your presence, we are nothing. We're no good. So, God, we ask you to send your presence into this room, into our hearts. It says the kingdom of heaven is within you. So I'm asking you right now to let our hearts be aware of your presence right now, that we would turn our affections towards you, Jesus. We honor you. We thank you for, for dying for us, for, for living a life we could never live and dying a death that we could never imagine so we could have true life. It says, in your presence is fullness of joy. So I just ask that, Holy Spirit, you would begin to, to manifest in this room, manifest in our hearts and our hearts would become aware of you, and we would abide in you, and we would be full of joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. In your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So I thank you that we would no longer search for pleasures in this world that are actually not pleasures. They are, they are facades, and we think they're pleasures, and it actually leaves us empty and dead inside. I thank you that we would encounter the real you, the living Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, we would see you rightly. We would see your face and we would give you everything that you would get the reward of your suffering. That we, wouldn't, we would no longer come to church and do all the right things, but in our hearts we have no passion. Jesus said, you do all these things. You work hard for me. You, you're not even living in sin, but you've left your first love. Repent or I will take away your influence. So, Jesus, I thank you that you would ignite a spark in us, a wick in us, that we would burn with a passionate love for you. Your word would become alive. Hebrews 4.12 said the word, the word of God is alive. Let the word be alive to us. Let us not be 
we're, we're called the generation in this youth group. It's called the generation. Let us not be just have the name the generation. Let us actually be a generation that seeks your face. Let us actually be a generation that Exodus 33, when Moses says, do not send us if your presence doesn't come, he says right after that, if your presence isn't with us, how will we be distinguished from any other people on the earth? The only difference between all the other religions and all the other good works of humanity is we carry the presence of a living God. So God, let your real living presence rest upon us, abide in us, lead us, guide us, ignite us supernaturally, that we would see you and we would no longer desire sin because you've come and made your home inside of us. So we thank you that your presence would come, rest upon us, and remain upon us. In Jesus' name, amen.